Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. More competition for more. Why is there smoke coming out of your oven, Seymour? Can you get me a fizzy orange? I'm just getting to yoga. It just always sticks in my head because it was so dramatic. Now, I know prison must be a terrible place to be, but it kind of made it seem a bit glam, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Telebox, the podcast series taking you through some of the world's best and worst TV programs. So you, the listener, know what to watch and what to avoid each week. I'm Emma Dorn and my co-host is the lovely Jen Hatton. How are you, Jen? Hiya, Emma. How are you? Uh, We have loads to get through this week, so let's tee it up and let people know what to expect over the next while. And just to let you know, I am 100% recording my voice right now. My voice is going into the laptop and it's being kept prisoner in there because we've this is our second go. Uh, we yeah. may have recorded 20... Well, <laughs> Emma may have recorded 20 minutes while I didn't press record at all. <laughs> you were just going to get started. That's all I, I was. So, I was so excited. That's what it was. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're going to have <sighs> Davida Divides up this week and she's chatting about Prisoner Block H, which is a great trip down memory lane. Fantastic show. And when she starts going into the details... It all starts to make sense. It, it was a fabulous chat. I absolutely love Davina. She just has a way with words, and she you can listen for yourself. It's it's a it's a brilliant chat. Do you know a defo a TV fan as well? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And she it, she was saying it even kind of shaped her becoming one of Ireland's most fabulous drag queens. Yeah. So there you go. We're also going to be looking at some of the worst and most disappointing TV endings of all time in this week's Teletalks. I think everyone has a show that meant a lot to them that was close to their hearts and then in that final episode broke their heart. That's all you can really call it is a heartbreak. You've invested so much time and for what? For that? For that ending? Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, gave you two, I gave you two years of my life and this is how you treat me at the end. Yeah. How you thank me. How dare exactly. you. Show some respect. It's pretty emotional. And then we, this week we watched The Heartbreak and Beautiful It's a Sin, Channel 4, HBO's uh, new show, and has an incredible cast, Stephen Fry, Ollie Alexander from Years and Years, and Neil Patrick Harris. So I think we both really enjoyed that one, didn't we? We definitely did. I was thinking when we first started this podcast, I was really happy to be able to watch TV as a job. But this was the week that is broke me now. So thanks. Thank you. Sorry. Thanks. It's a big one. That's why I didn't press record at the beginning because I was... <laughs> that was 10 years back. If somebody say, just 
Now, this podcast is all about telly, but we both know when you're watching TV, you can't underestimate just how important it is to match your TV watching to the plate of food in front of you. Exactly. And thankfully, Justy has over 40 cuisines and 3,000 restaurants to choose from, from the top of an app. It's vitally important, though, because say if you're watching a horror or true crime, you can't have something that's sloppy, something that needs your attention. No, exactly. Yeah. Or anything too bitty either if you need to keep looking at the screen you can't be scraping up the last few bits of rice do you know you need something hearty something big like a big smoked cod or a slice of pizza exactly and if you're watching a comedy pizza is perfect and if you're having different dips and you've got Mm. different sides that's absolutely grand but i think you can even match the dish to the show as well can't you you can so like if you're watching something and it's nearly making you crave whatever they have on the tv like deep fried chicken would be a good one for breaking bad oh yeah or say like a little fancy lunchtime baguette with emily in paris very inspired or the van could just be yeah (laughs) fish and chips yeah Yeah. a bit of nappy <laughs> so make sure you don't leave yourself short during your TV night. Download the Justy app and choose from hundreds of your favourite local takeaway restaurants delivered straight to your door. Did somebody say just Up next, our very special guest, which we are very, very excited about, is only the fabulous, the wonderful, the extreme, Divina Divine. Oh my god, that's the best intro I've had all week because I've had some of these. <laughs> I've had some of these corporate clients reading my bio off my website, which is very like, you know yourself, you know, when you're writing out your own CV, very detailed. So that was a nice little refreshing to the point, poignant moment. So thank you. Nice to be here, girls. How are you? You're welcome. Thanks for coming. We're delighted to have you on. I go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Thank God for us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Go on. Tell us what's your favorite TV show and why? Oh God, well, there's been so many, okay? So I was thinking about this and and like currently, I love The Real Housewives and they're amazing and, and I love that. But I was trying to go a little bit deeper and I was trying to give you a little bit of something, a bit, a bit of substance. And I was like, who at the crux of you, you know, what was just the first thing that really stuck in your mind that you were obsessed with? And I know you're actually going to think this is so mental, right? But I used to be obsessed with this show. It was really famous. It's called Prisoner Cell Block H. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Okay, so no. you, know, you know Wentworth, the show Wentworth. Yeah. Right. So Wentworth was actually based on Prisoner Cell Block H. Okay. So this was like a show. It was actually filmed in Australia, like on a really small budget. It was like it was like a soap opera set in a prison. Okay. <laughs> so it was Prisoner Cell Block H. So Wentworth is basically the reincarnation of it. The same character, same everything, but. What I loved about it was just the rickety old sets. Like I start watching it, like I was a kid in the 90s, so I hated school, like I hated it. And this was always on really late at night. So I would beg my mom, can I stay up to watch Prisoner? It was called Prisoner over here, it wasn't Cell Block H, because I think it was shown on UTV. And I think with all the Cell Block stuff, you know, up the north, I think it was just- (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag too soon, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. hashtag like peace process. So I think- (laughs) Uh, so, so it used to be on really late it was either on at like 10 past 11 or it was on 10 past 12 and it was on about three times a week and it was about this women's prison in australia where they throw murderers in with petty thieves like you know serious criminals like you know 
like child murderers in with like someone who robbed a handbag. They'd all be in the same <laughs> wing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was so ridiculous. But it was so dramatic, so camp. And they re-showed it like basically the 80s and 90s. And I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. So that's my favourite. Do you know what? I remember this show a little bit. And I remember the characters in it. Like they weren't kind of like, you know, catching up on their stitching and like, you know, making crafts and stuff. There was, it was kicking off all the time. Oh, it was the best. It was like, and you know, like there was everything happened. Like there was escapes. There was like fires. There was like, and there was always one called, the. she was like the top dog in the prison and she was B. Smith. And I think this has kind of shaped my whole life because I kind of, the drag queens are a little bit like this now. You know, like somebody works in the laundry and she does the hot press and she's like, you know, like she had the top job. And you know, like if anyone got out of line, she'd put their hands in it and she'd slam their hands in it. So (laughs) it's, it's... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. So it would go really dark and really light. And of course, half the cast of Neighbours and Home and Away started off in this. And what I loved about it was as well, none of the girls wore makeup. They weren't because they were in prison. So they weren't allowed to wear makeup. And some of them were rough as fucking nails. Good God. <laughs> they were so rough. And I loved it. Like the rougher, the better. It was so good. But literally, like say the men's prison, there would be like an escape or something happened. So they put the men in with the women. So there'd be like love affairs and all going on. It was non-stop. It was really insane. But I loved it. This sounds amazing. I want to yeah. watch this. Oh my God. So there was like hundreds and hundreds of episodes. And it was like every time there'd be like somebody that would like, you know, they'd close the gate, the wall would shake, you know, because it was just the set was so Oh, I love it. And all the episodes I think are on YouTube. So people can actually cast like, but the storylines were actually brilliant. Like they were so ahead of their time. And what I loved about it was um, it used to be on UTV, you know, RUTV, the UTV <laughs> up north with Argelian. Nye. With Literally. <laughs> and I was hooked. So I used to like, even when I'd be like told to go to bed, I'd get up out of bed and I'd be like, I'm going to watch Prisoner. So what did happen about it was like, there was this really crooked uh, lesbian. She was real kind of, she always put on her glo- like, black glove and you knew something really freaky was going to happen when she put on the black gloves. Like seriously, it was like that, like creepy, but it was so camp. So she was going to get her big comeuppance and I was glued to this. I would watch this two, three times a week. And then of course, UTV just stopped paying to show it. So they took it off air. So we just <gasps> ended. So I was like 13 and it just ended. So I had no expectation of what was like. I was like, oh my God, you're kidding me. I'm taking it off. Um, and oh, yeah, so yeah. That's terrible. Did Not you one- see any of those people on home away or neighbors or anything yeah oh my god like you know like in neighbors like susan kennedy from neighbors she was like she was this real meek kind of character there was madge bishop remember madge from neighbors yeah yeah literally every nearly every uh, australian soap star has been in prison that's where they kind of started out and what i loved about it was there was always different kinds of women in the prison there was like the real like kind of like heavy like you know, lesbian type that I'd like bait you if you said that now a line. But then they'd be <laughs> yeah. like, I, I of course loved, there was this one, she was called Chrissy Latham. I never, I'd never forget her. And she was like the sexy kind of like slutty prisoner. So she got to wear short skirts, which is so ridiculous. <laughs> and she always had a Farrah Fawcett kind of haircut. Like this show is literally, it's like the Australian kind of like dynasty, but it was set in a prison, a women's prison. Really great female leads. Um, and of course now Wentworth is actually like based on that. Now, now I haven't watched Wentworth because it's just the production values is too high. I would rather it was <laughs> the crap that I saw, you know, like where they yeah. have the old trays and yeah. So I loved it. I loved it. You love the carnage of it. 
when internet came around and dial up kind of yeah. died down and we got broadband mm-hmm. did you ever conclude your your watching of the show did you get to see it yeah yeah because it was only like they start selling um the dvd box set because it became a really cult classic like still to this day like they have like prisoner get-togethers prisoner lunches people are obsessed with this still to this day it's mental um and a lot of the cast now where i've only noticed i saw there a couple of weeks so some of the cast starting to die off because <laughs> it's been so long uh but it was a real cult classic so people used to sell like they, I, sw- I know i know that sounds mental but like it was filmed like a long time ago I don't mean that like I'm not laughing like they were actually yeah. but uh yeah so they used to sell like the box sets and they were like you know like 400 500 quid or whatever I didn't have that kind of money so then when it all came onto YouTube all the episodes are up there so I finally got to f- see what happened at the end and the bit they basically got the big kind of like you know aggressive evil lesbian screw who was like you know doing everyone over they got her they stitched her up proper and she ended up getting sent down and she ended up in prison with them and that was the end so it was really poignant and I loved it it was so camp even if you watch some of the like the highlights it's hilarious so funny yeah it does sound really ahead of its time do you think like the writers from Orange is the New Black and stuff Took Absolutely. a sneaky look. And like Bad Girls, like it was literally, you remember Bad Girls back in the day? Yeah. Bad Girls was an amazing show as well. It was literally like that, but just like on maybe like a two euro shop budget. So it was yeah. just like very rickety. Um, but that was part of the charm. And the actors in it themselves, like they hadn't really got much to go on and they didn't wear makeup and the costumes were really crap. They wore the same things every day. But it just was, it just always sticks in my head because it was so dramatic. It was like, you know, I know prison must be a terrible place to be, but it was, it kind of made it seem a bit glam, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's probably done me uh, no favours in my life and my career choices, but you listen. <laughs> well, listen, thanks, Emil. I'm definitely going to check because I, you know, as you're talking about now, I'm starting to remember it and I remember all the drama yeah. from it, so I'm definitely going to go. You know, really every Australian uh, actress you will like, you will totally know and recognize them. So it's, it's honestly, even just for the, the gas and stuff at all, it's really, yeah. it's well worth a watch. Oh, deadly. Well, listen, thanks to Bill for coming on. And no, um, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Thanks, thanks a million. Thank Bye. Bye. Now, I know you cynics out there are going to say it was a meteor, it was a space station, it was a UFO, and it was a magical experience. And no one can take that away from me. Hi, I'm Danny Doyle. Welcome to Jackass. Now, this is the part of the podcast where Emmett and I really get the claws out and judge you, the listeners, on your responses to our Teletalks questions each week. Yes, and last week we were looking at some truly cringeworthy Irish reality shows. We had Fade Street, California, Your Star. They all made the cut into the Hall of Fame. This week we asked you what was the most disappointing ending of a TV show and uh, we got a huge reaction. A huge one. Do you have a personal one? I have a personal one, yeah. And it was a few years ago. It was a TV show called uh, Amber on RT and it was about uh, a teenage girl that went missing. So, you know, fictional Mm. but was um, like it was a drama. It was meant to be like, you know, kind of a totally plausible real story. So we, it was all building up to what happened to her. That was mm. it. It was all building up to what happened to her. We were starting to get insights into her life, aspects of her life. The parents didn't know about things that were going on with the parents that, you know, may not have necessarily been out in the open. It's all getting build up, build up, build up. And then the last episode, you're like, here we go. We're going to find out. It's up to the wire now. But you're like, no, nah, no, nah, they'll knock it out. They're going to they're gonna tell mm. us. And 
it ends with her just walking into the distance and fading away. Like um, in a real artsy way. Yeah, just like like literally disappeared. And there was uproar or over. Like I was shouting. I was so <laughs> angry about it. People who got in touch um, on Instagram, a couple of people were telling me that uh, it was on Joe Duffy. Wow. And that, not that that's the metric for everything. Like if it's on Joe Duffy, it must be like, you know, a national crisis. Mm. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> I think 99% of people who watched it were up in arms about the ending because it was only four episodes. You, so you really yeah. were led to believe you were going to find out what happened. I watched it myself. I, I remember watching it and it was like that. It was a real artsy ending. It was like, all right, we see what you're doing, but like give us an ending. They might as well just had like the kind of like little dream effect on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I know. It, it was all a dream. Yeah. Did you have a show in particular that broke your heart? I, The Fall. With Jamie. With Jamie Jornan. I feel like they dragged it and they just could have done without that end. And I think, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone, obviously, but he he's a criminal. He gets caught at some stage. They just don't really need to show anything after that. And the way that it ends, it's like, ah. Yeah, I like it. There was a lot of time spent with him in the hospital mm-hmm. claiming that yeah. he didn't have any memory. And we're yeah. kind of like, yeah, we, we've covered this now. Exactly. Like there was just no need. There was no... The bit in the woods, Jen. What was that all about? The bit in the woods, which I thought was actually going to be... Because that was a, a, like a point in the show where I was like, oh, they're not going to end this. Like, well, then you knew they're dragging this yeah, now. They're dragging it out <laughs> to the point where they get Ashling B in as a nurse, you know? And yeah, like, some holy Joe nurse, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. Do, we're going to develop her character now. You're like, oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, here we are. Yeah, exactly. And she's just as tight. She's just as tight. Um, some of the ones that came into us, though, as you were saying in the box, some people were messaging you on Instagram. I'd have to say about eighty five percent of responses that I got was about Game of Thrones. Yeah, some people I just got GOT. Some people mm. just as like. Uh, quite expressive shall we say about the series like as if I had been involved in the production myself I was like yeah. I've just asked the question I didn't watch it so like yeah. I'm so out of touch with Game of Thrones because I think it was so big that you were either into it or you weren't there wasn't any mm. dipping in or dipping out of it I, I couldn't I did a thing recently and somebody uh, I was told that Jon Snow was going to be in it and I was like oh that's deadly like See, like you're the owl lad from Channel Four. I was like, didn't know he did the bit of acting. I was like, but you look same as myself. And then I was like, no, Game of Thrones. And then, the golden oh, boy is his character uh, name. Who no, it was that? just. I see. It was just because the person who was telling me just assumed that everyone in the whole entire world oh, knew yeah. the character okay. Jon Snow that I would know. So I was like, oh yeah, deadly. Yeah. But you watched it, did you? I did. I watched it. Now I was late to it, but I did catch up at a time where the, it was still going. So I think they were on series three, and I had kind of caught up on all of the episodes. Like their their seasons were quite short. They weren't that long. The last season was the shortest, I think. Okay. And they, it's like it's one of those things that has loads of characters. So you really have to keep up. Like you couldn't be eating a Chinese watching that, you know what I mean? Because you couldn't look away okay. from the screen. How anybody read them books 
Jen Hatton could never like I just there's no yeah. way I couldn't I yeah. I just couldn't because you're you're dealing with all these different countries and families and then there's blended families and leaders there's loads of different leaders and uh, it's it's mad but um I suppose the reason why a lot of people were disappointed with it was because you had big characters in it, but one of the main ones was the Mother of Dragons. She was kind of the only female... Well, she wasn't really. There was two of them. Um, but she was, like, the favourite to be the leader at the end of it all. And then it just kind of took a turn. And it was like they rushed the last season. And it took long enough for the last season to come out. I think they delayed that by a year or two. So it was, right. like, it was really built up. And now... That it's ended and everybody hates them. They're trying to do a prequel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I see. That's it. I think if if you really make people wait for the last series, there's big expectations there mm. that you no, kind I can of see. have to deliver. Another one on the list, Lost. Mm. Now, I remember this back in the day because it was a huge show because am I right in thinking that at the time it was one of the first shows that was like really different so I think we'd had like up until that point we'd had a lot lot of like uh sitcoms filmed Mm. in studios um so I watched it at the start but then I was just like no Mm. I, I I stepped away from it because I was like there's nothing actually going on here there's nothing happening I know a few mates got really deep into it and then were annoyed that it just happened yeah apparently it was i didn't watch it now either but it was one of those that kind of just went on for ages um and they kind of they dragged it but yeah right it is it was one of those ones where they were just kind of starting to do like series like desperate housewives would have been out at the same time yeah i think around that time you know so they were starting with all of those kind of long longer shows yeah so, definitely mm. Yeah, but I can't watch it now because I know how it ends because everybody's complained about it. So there you go. One of the yeah, worst endings of TV at all time. I feel Telebox is kind of doing like a public service now, just warning people like if you were thinking about going and watching Lost over lockdown, don't bother. Don't bother. And you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our pleasure. Uh, exactly. Uh, another one, Pop Idol season one. Garrett Gates versus Will Young. This was massive at the time, and I don't think they realised just how big the show was going to be. Because obviously, this, mm. the, this is the first series. This is the first time this was happening, and I think everyone was convinced that Garrett, like fair play to you, Will. Thanks for coming. Mm. Do yes. wish you the very best. <laughs> Do wish you the best. But I think like Garrett will take it from here. And then that's not how it happened. Exactly. I, I Everybody was shocked at Will Young won because it was just, it was, it was like black and white. It was like, Garrett Gates, he's good looking. He has the story. He's talented. He ticks all the boxes. I sound like Louis Walter. You're talented. You're fun. You've gel in your hair. You're gorgeous. You've a split in your teeth. You've a stutter. Whereas Will Young had like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. He was so boring. He, he was just so boring. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to find out about him. And then when he won, I think everyone was shocked. Judges, everyone. But they kind like he won, but it was kind of the first time that we saw them just kind of saying, uh, we'll, we'll bring the runner up along for the ride as well. Because yeah. the two of them like ended up going on like the TV shows together and like you know going around mm. to the shopping centers and giving it the old wave and all um they're still kind of paved, around aren't they yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought about them in years, to be honest. He kind of paved the way, though, as the runner-up for them to be more successful than the winner in these types of franchises. Yes, it did, definitely, that it it doesn't actually matter if you win. Mm. Like, I mean, look at Wagner. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) He's flying it. That's, you know, yeah, he's flying it. He is flying it. But then you have to think of the other big people that came as the runner-up and they just absolutely stole the show. You have Susan Boyle, One Direction. Like, you've all of these people. It's crazy to think of it now. Like, I remember, I don't know if you remember pubs, but I remember being in the pub. <laughs> the night. What? What? Was Susan... P-U-B? Yeah. What, what does that sound yeah. for? <laughs> oh, something in the olden days, but it was Susan Boyle and Diversity. That oh, yeah. Was, yeah. So, in, like, do you know, in fairness to the talent shows, as we discovered last week, they're still good mm. for a watch and you never know what's going to happen in the end. And it's the tension, really. Yeah. The tension. I mean, I don't think anybody has ever felt as tense watching Wagner shaking his bits around the stage. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's 40 years since the launch of Apollo 17, the last mission that took man to the moon. Among those remembering the flight, it's Commander Enterprise. It's Commander who said he thought his voyage, I beg your pardon, I beg your pardon. I'll try that again. A man has... Can we just go back to the very start of that? It's 40 years since the launch of Apollo 17, the last mission that took man to the moon. Now, the last month has been very difficult for everyone listening to the show. We've been locked down for a third time. The weather has been worse than ever and January has felt like a lifetime in itself. But I don't want to jinx it. One aspect of 2021 has been kind to us so far. And that's been the gift of a wide variety of really incredible TV shows so far. Very few shows in the last couple of years have garnered as much critical acclaim as our main topic this week, which is, of course, Channel 4's new beautiful miniseries, It's a Sin, which depicts the story of four gay friends living through the 80s AIDS epidemic in London. Oh, it was a hard one, wasn't it? It was. And I obviously I'd seen a lot of stuff online about it or whatever, but I knew pretty much in the first. 30 seconds or whatever that I was going to enjoy and that it was going to be good and I thought just the way it was written but I loved how we just got into who the characters were straight Mm. away because there is a good few characters in it but you knew 
where you were at and what was happening straight away, didn't you? But all the characters were so lovable as well. And as you say, like, obviously, we open on Richie, who's the lead character. Um, and then we had the second one then that was mentioned was Roscoe. And the way he walked out of that house, even cinematically, it was just stunning. And I was just going, oh, yeah, this is this is I'm in this for the long haul now. This is absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. Like he has a walk that it would be wasted if we don't see it as much as possible. Yeah, exactly. Mm, that's uh, and it. And then Callum as well. Oh, don't talk to me about Callum. I know. So oh. if you take, I know. I I find I was still thinking about him. So I saw my. If you take the characters like Richie, Roscoe, and Jill, even just the four of them together, that's the recipe to give you like the mm. best show of 2021 and then all the other elements thrown in it's just uh, it's, it's fantastic it's hard hitting it touches on a very important subject a very important part of our hit like history and yeah you know oh, absolutely it goes between the heartbreaking and the funny just seamlessly mm. and it doesn't shy away from going into like the details and all that kind of stuff and then can you know can flip it in the same moment and but it doesn't feel jarring or whatever it's directed by russell t davies who directed the 1999 drama queer as folk that was a, yeah. that was a big one back in 99 as well yeah i remember us being in school and one of the girls was able to like watch it religiously because i think she had a tv in her room and she mm. come into school and tell us about it because there had never been anything on tv like that before and Russell T Davies, he says about It's a Sin, he said that it's based on his experience of growing up, or not growing up, but being in London as a gay man during the 80s. So you really feel at the time when you're watching it that those characters are based on people or there's elements of those characters taken from real people and, you know, real life things that he experienced. And he also had said that um, he feels it's quite important the actors are LGBTQ and when I was reading about it what he said was that if he had a character who was in a wheelchair or was blind or whatever the person would be in a wheelchair because he feels that it brings authenticity to it yeah. so that you don't have to think about that element of it when you're acting you're just trying to portray the character as well as on top of that portray their sexuality or uh, whatever it may be yeah um and I thought that was a really clever move and what I loved about it so we were talking about like say Stephen Fry is mm. in it and um who else is in it that like people to kind of know already Ollie Alexander from years and years yes oh sorry there's a there's Neil Patrick Harris as well oh yeah so people are like well familiar with him I loved his character in it as well so that was a great character yeah like loads of the actors I didn't know at all and I think all like these kind of uh, well-known faces and new faces work seamlessly together at no moment was I kind of like overly aware of oh that's Stephen Fry I was just thinking about his character yeah when I was watching it I was like that looks like Stephen Fry but is it and then I just forgot about it anyway yeah so it was more I think this the stories and the characters were what was attracting me to it more mm. than like big names or anything like that. Like it's smart the way that it's written as well, because it's one of those ones that the story begins with three individual 
story so you get to like you have the the writing down in the corner you have the year you have the name of the person there's absolutely no question as to who this person is you see their starting point and then they all kind of blend by the first episode and you can see how they all end up being friends which I love that because it's without explaining it too much it's easy to follow Oh, yeah, it's very easy to follow because you're constantly told what date it is, where we are now or whatever, because you're led right through the 80s in it. Yeah, yeah, I go up into the 90s in it as well. It's And it's like aesthetically, it's gorgeous, you know. What I found interesting about it, and it's still kind of prevalent today with like the pandemic and stuff, it kind of shows how prevalent misinformation was about the disease. Like, yes. Do you remember that scene of Richie in the telephone box ringing the helpline and he was like, but what if I drink battery acid? Does that stop HIV turning into AIDS? And all it shows kind of scenes of the stuff that he's done to try and prevent anything happening to him as a gay man. It, like, yeah. it was terrifying because you know that this isn't even scraping the surface of what went on in these men's lives back in the 80s. Yeah, and th- there was one scene where I think it was the first time that there was a, an ad on television about AIDS, like a public health warning. And mm. Richie is saying like, oh my God, like my mom is going to see this or whatever. And I've seen those ads a few times on TV, you know, kind of like when you look back at like the 80s or whatever Mm. and you're going, oh, my God, like how scary those ads were, even as somebody that obviously didn't affect wasn't around at that time. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe those ads were on TV Mm. at the time. But I remember um, Panty Bliss talking about it, saying that like it, it was like a death sentence. Being HIV positive now, you just it's just one tablet a yeah. day. That's all it is. Yeah. And you just so you know, you just go on and live your and live your life or whatever. And I think the way that they had Richie's character that he wasn't an angel. So say like he he had information but he he chose to kind of live his life in a particular yeah. way. But it makes total sense Mm. when his character explains his own shame around it or I was like, oh, yeah, I can totally understand it. Mm. Like what what he's saying or not what not wanting to know, like if you have the opportunity to find out news and you feel that it could possibly be mad or it could possibly be bad news. I could totally understand why you're just like, well, I don't tell me. I prefer not to know. Yeah, it was a hard hitting scene when they were all waiting in the waiting room and the three of them got called in and two of them went in and he just we find out later on that he kind of just walks away from it, you know. Yeah, it was just and kind I think of like, all, oh. all the parents of uh, the various characters were really oh, interesting. Oh, interesting, but so frustrating as well. Like the episode where I think it was the second episode where Gloria's at like at the end of it, when you're seeing the baby pictures, I was like, oh, what is going on? Like I cried watching that bit. I was like, yeah, like the baby pictures, what is actually going on? And I'd like to say, well, I mean, you do hear it a lot these days about stuff, especially with stuff that's happening in January in our own country with the mother and baby homes and stuff. And people love blaming society, but it's it was the church. It was the state. It was the legalities around these things that made people feel ashamed of it. Yeah, totally. And Richie's mom 
obviously loves like loves him and loves her family and is a very caring woman but doesn't have the capacity to deal with things in the most understanding way so you do kind of like don't get me wrong you're watching it just gone oh get a grip love but you do feel sorry for in a way because you can almost see it's just like deadly acting, but you can almost see it in her in her face. The like yeah. struggle within her brain, trying to comprehend everything that's going on, and she just doesn't have the tools to like get there in time. You can see that she's trying to her best to mammy him, and she's trying her best to be there for him, and she's kind of it's like a seventy percent support and then thirty percent shame with her, and. By the end of it, when she's having that chat with Jill, she's like, she's saying, oh, I dealt with it wrong. I know that. But she still has that stern kind of, she, it was a, she played her brilliantly. Yeah. It was just such a tough kind of, it it was hard to navigate with her. Like one of the few things that I've watched, and I I can't think of the last thing that I watched that had that kind of affected me, but I, I was definitely thinking about it like after and still thinking about it, mm. you know, like that yeah. it, it left it left a lasting impression. My only criticism of the show is that I miss Callum. I know, but I mean, that's how they hit you. I know. So I just, I really like, I miss him. I hope he's okay. Because even like when yeah. it finished, I was like, but how are they all now? You know, I'm like, yeah. it's not, it's not like Looking a documentary ever. It's not like a real a real story but it's like how are they doing now like is everyone okay um so yeah I absolutely yeah. loved it. I couldn't recommend it enough and I can't think of anyone who like who wouldn't um, enjoy it enjoy it yeah there's no element of it that is off like even the, the soundtrack is deadly all the music oh, in it that's what I was saying even cinematically and aesthetically it's just it's perfect kind of the way that it's filmed you know it's just has the right amount of good vibes comedy humor heartbreak and just like that thought process that gets struck in you when you're watching it like that's fantastic i would definitely give it um like a gazillion stars i feel like last year we had normal people that's what everybody was talking about and i feel like this year it's the same as that it's the new oh completely yeah 100 percent well, thank you so much for listening to this week's Telebox and also a huge thank you to the wonderful Davina Divine for joining us earlier in the podcast. Do us a little favour and leave us a review if you enjoyed the chat this week. A huge thank you to Justine, as always, for sponsoring Telebox. Jen, I think I'm feeling a Burger King tonight. What about you? I'm thinking Chinese. Nice. I want a bit of, I want a bit of spice in my life, but I want to be stuffed as well, you know yourself. Do yourself a favour tonight and download the Just Eat app where you can choose from hundreds of your favourite local takeaways delivered straight to your door. See you next Sunday and thanks for listening in to Telebox. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.